Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. Big cast, man. It, it wasn't pretty, but it was Big Ten football. Buckeyes did it. They, 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 they. You know, they covered against Penn State. Uh, 20 to 12, uh, Penn State couldn't do anything with, with the ball. And, uh, it, 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 you know, the Buckeyes look like they have the best resume in the country right now. Yeah, they do. And the thing is, is come next Tuesday, barring some miracle out of, um, out of, um, Wisconsin beating Ohio State this week, I look for Ohio State to be the number one team in the country when the uh, rankings come out. Um, I just because of the resume and then the committee is always going to put the resume first at the beginning of the rankings. So like, I'm not like, I'm not going to be like, sit here and say, Oh, Ohio state's definitely the number one team in the country. Cause the jury's still out on, out on that. I mean, by far, I think they have the best defense in the country because that defense played lights out, but there's still a lot of things to work on on offense. I think play calling has to get better for Kyle McCord, instead of running the ball in first yeah. down, maybe throwing the ball just to get him conf- his confidence. That's the only thing I have an issue with Kyle McCord is just his confidence. Get his confidence. On, though, I feel like. Because, like, he missed a couple of really easy throws early, but then he locked in for the most part. And then and then he threw that one to Carnell Tate where he could just get it on the ground where he dove. And then he threw the genius pass and said, okay – Cade Stover, go up and get this ball. And he did. And um, I thought Kyle McCord played good. Not great. It, but it, dude, it's 60%. What was it, 260 yards? About 260? Yeah, something like that. 60%, 260. And he did turn the ball. He has not turned the ball over in the two biggest games of the year, Notre Dame and Penn State. He has not had a, a single turnover in one of those big games. I just want to say he is doing – they said he wouldn't make the critical mistake, and that is so freaking true. And we can he, like it. It allowed Ohio State to play complimentary football. I think the where where this team is though, uh, I, I've said on other shows, but I think we are, and, and like I'm glad we're using them. But like we like we're so reliant on Marv. If something happened to Marv, we're done. Like it, it's it, it would make things a lot harder yeah. for this offense. I, I truly believe that. Um, and but Stover's great too. Once we get a Mecca back out there, it's going to be a lot better. I yeah. think this offense will be a lot more explosive. You cannot have, like, no Travion, Marv, and a Mecca. That would be a disaster. I have a conspiracy theorist theory on Travion Henderson. I feel like he did something – like, he got in trouble because he's warming up but not playing. I don't think he's actually hurt. I think he might have done something – to get in trouble to not play. That's just me. The Bijan Robinson, they call it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> if you had Bijan yesterday in fantasy, he apparently there was like discipline reasons, but then they said it's an injury. I don't know. It's all coach speak. Um, I could see it. I think Castle, after we saw what they said that about Mayan, though, and then Mayan came out, and I know he did not have the best game, but uh for the type of game it was, 
there was no blocking, I thought, for the most part. And he was I've, fucking for every single yard angry, too. Like, he only averaged, like, less than three yards three yards a carry, but he did have the touchdown, and he ran so angry. I think he really set the tone, honestly. I, I think I think with the running backs, I think if you take away the few sacks that um, Kyle McCord had, which adds up to rushing yards, which I for some reason I don't like, Ohio State averaged like almost three and a half yards to carry. The only thing I have against Mayan Williams is the dude can't read big holes. The offensive line, I think, had their best game. There was so many big running lanes for Mayan Williams, but he just kept making the wrong read. Like he could have had more yard rushing if he made the right read. And I think a lot of that has to do with he's trying to make the big play instead of getting to what's there. I think out of all of them, Chip has the best vision. I, I think, think Dallin Hayden does. I don't know, though, because after watching Chip, I, 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 there are certain angles he had to take. Um, like, he couldn't – like, it got apparent at one point that he, were, he could not lower his shoulder and get up on a guy, but I saw him really look at the sideline, and he was just racing to a point on the sideline to get as many yards as he could, and he ripped off, like, eight yards. Like, I thought Chip – um, he his vision's pretty solid, but it's 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 really it's riches, man. It's there's there's so many of them. I think every week there's going to be a whole thing with one of them because they want to keep them fresh. I think also to, I think also to, um, like the run the issues with the running backs too. If you they can't none of them can pass, bro. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> And that's where I think if we get in these major passing situations, we need to have G Scott back there with a running back. Or if we have to do a major passing situation, just have G Scott sit back there and block. And we talk, we throw the ball to wide receivers and tight end. You know who I think would actually be a nasty pass blocker, even though we would be missing out on him in the field is Xavier Johnson for some reason. I could see him being like a gritty guy. I know he's not huge, but I could see him willing to like mix it up. I, I feel like his technique. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think overall I'm pleased with the offensive performance. I'm actually ecstatic about the defense. The defense, I mean, was just phenomenal. Um, even without Denzel Burke, Jordan Hancock, and Jer- Jermaine Matthews held their own. I Big thought. Thing too. Yeah. And I thought, I thought. Jack Sawyer, Kanata Jacks, not Kanata Jacks, but Caden Curry had good games. I know we didn't hear Michael Hall Jr. and Tyleek Williams' name called much because the DNs were just, they were just on fire. Sawyer stayed home on that one trick. Penn State tried to run like that stupid, like reverse pass play like three times. But on, Dude. I think it was the second one. Jack Sawyer stayed home perfectly, and then the second they threw it back to Aller, he made a beeline to him, and like he just he like Sawyer, I thought had a really great day. I thought the D line, the whole I thought the whole D line had an awesome day. Um, Hancock absolutely had his best game as a Buckeye. I think it was apparent, um, like when they started running the ball with Singleton for big gains. I noticed uh, they put Cody Simon in the game pretty quick, and then but then on passing situations in 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 you know the last like couple drives when Penn State was going for it, they put in steel. So I think that it's official. They're they're you know they have their certain skill sets. Um, and it, yeah, and it's official. The silver bullets are back because we're seven games in now, 
and we have yet to give up a play over 40 yards. I think Jim Knowles did an amazing job calling that game defensively too because he it got apparent, I think, um, James Franklin was getting into a flow of things, and like he, he, I don't know, I feel like he was kind of repeating similar tendencies, um, at least from my view. And then like Knowles caught that, and then once you get him off schedule with like the run, like if you'd stop the run, then like if you get him off schedule, basically just get him off schedule first down and make Aller throw, and it, it it would be over. Like it Aller Aller was awful and uh, and i i think it was honestly with him the nerves i think he was so nervous because he was missing the most easy passes to guys yeah i have a funny gus johnson story about that anyways we gotta hear that but um <laughs> I, I will say to cash you called it last week that the receivers for penn state weren't that good and I was like, ah, I don't know, man. I I know the one kid, Smith Lamb- Lambert Smith's good. I'm like, I, I feel like Penn State always has good receivers. In warmups, though, like I texted you, like it was apparent, like these guys stink. <laughs> they, they were they were just running go routes, and I counted like seven dropped balls in a row. And I'm just like, what are they doing? Like it just like they weren't even trying. It felt like, but like you practice how you play. Yep. Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Excuse me. So, I mean, I think Parker Fleming, though, like, how do you get Lorenzo Styles, like, not coached up? And then uh, that's a bunt. That's on Lorenzo Styles, too. But this Parker Fleming, our kickoff coverage. Is pretty decent, but our kickoff return team sucks. We need explosive. We haven't this kick. We probably hold the record for the longest streak without a kickoff return right now. It's been ten years. It's been almost ten years since we have a good kickoff return. Well, what's what, what's killing us too? I think at times is is the inconsistent can Yeah, excuse me inconsistencies i can't even say it with the punt team because one punt will be great one punt will just be a shank by mirko and then another one will be a good kick but the coverage isn't there there just needs to be a consistency with the unit you know i I feel like there's a lot of easy mistakes that they're making with that unit and then we're giving up a lot of like hidden yards yeah i agree i agree so Overall, pleased with the game, pleased with the Buckeyes. The crowd was amazing. Was. Um, I, I mean, the crowd was just outstanding. Um, you know, got to run, ran into Cameron Babb on the sidelines. What a cool dude. Um, it was just a lot of fun. Um, watched see, the game in the production. I did see Stroud, but I could not get to him. I saw Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I got to watch the game in the production truck. So funny story. So while you guys are, why that's commercial break, they just play us the sky view of the stadium, but you could also hear Joel and Gus talk in between commercials and stuff, which is pretty cool. But there was this one awkward silence. And next thing you know, we hear like, there's like, me and another runner and then the ops manager but we hear the and we're like 
did someone just blow ass? Like, <laughs> but and then you hear, then you hear Gus Gus's voice go, "Oh, sorry, I had to blow my nose." <laughs> <laughs> but, but like the and then there was one pass that I, it was it was end up being a three and out all or through another incompletion almost an interception and goes to commercial break after they punt and Gus Johnson's like that dude can't fucking throw <laughs> <laughs> and then there's other parts where Joel would be talking and got uh, you know to Gus and. Joel, and this makes a good point, you know, like I said earlier, Joel made Joel made a point and said, look, all Kyle McCord needs to do is find those right play calls that give him the confidence to make the good throws. He makes great throws, but he makes some really bad throws too. And he's like, all they need to do is help him on first down instead of instead of running it on first down and setting it up to second and eight, second and nine. Throw the ball on first down. Get with some easy, confident throws. Makes a lot of sense. It does. It does. I. I, I also got. I got. I'll, I'll address this. Um, we did get. We did get very, very lucky. I'll, I'll say this for like. My Penn State, our Penn State friends out there, like AP, I know this is definitely on his mind, but like we absolutely got a bailout call by the holding. It was holding. It was holding, but like just the timing of how that happened was just so unlucky for them. Um, but it was the right call, but like it's they did I, I can see why they feel like they got like cheated there. Yeah. But it was the holding penalty. It was the holding penalty. It's, but I will say if that happened like at like closer to the fumble, I don't, th- I think they pick it up. Yeah, I do too. I think, but I think, it, I think if that was also at Happy Valley, they wouldn't have like, they would have picked it up. It's, I think they didn't want to get yelled at by the home crowd because we would have lost our shit if they picked up the flag. Yeah. So, I mean, it happens. It'll be all right. Um, oh. Buckeye leaves. Well, special teams. This one's hard. Because there wasn't really any good moments it really wasn't the one punt from the end zone was unreal yeah but i think that bad he had some bad punts too i know i'm like that's the only highlight uh i will say (laughs) snaps are good i mean Jaden ballard made sure most of his punts were secured and caught oh but he didn't catch the one he should have caught the one where it hit fleming i mean it hit Lorenzo Styles, not Fleming. Oh, oh Styles. Shoot. I forgot. I was, <laughs> I was like, why is Fleming on the stands? Could there not be a special teams Buckeye leave this week? Um I feel like there has to. I mean <laughs> Jermaine Matthews was special teams last week and he got promoted. Yeah. Um We'll skip special teams. Dude, the punting yards are insane, though, this week. 
Riley yeah. Thompson, nine for 393. Jesse Mirko, six for 285. Long of 72, long of 54. What a punt off. Um, um I, I think I'm going to skip special teams this week. I, I, I'm with that because I personally – Maybe give an extra defensive player because that defense was on fire. No, I I mean, I'm just willing to say this. The <laughs> I think this is the first time ever we're going to do this as a Buckeye leap, but I just want to give the entire defensive line one. <laughs> just If you played on the defensive line, you did damn great. Uh, Curry sack, and you have Jackson sack, Jack Sawyer, JTT, Michael Hall, um, JT, yeah, JTT, uh, I'm missing a couple. Um, oh, um, what the heck's his name? Hamilton, like all of them, I think, played amazing. Caden Curry, yeah, they all did. Um, I think my Buckeye leave. We'll go to – I think we'll go Jordan Hancock. I like it. He had a solid, solid game, a really oh, solid, solid game. He did. He had a lights-out game, I thought. So, defensive line. We're going to give three defensive players. So, if you want to give, go ahead and give another one because there's no special teams one this week. We're gonna give three defense. So I I said the entire defensive line. You said Hancock. Um, I guess I would go Cody Simon. Absolutely, Cody Simon. Again, just consistent. Tommy had a great day stats wise, but he did he did jump off sides. That was just being overly aggressive. Yeah. So you're up. All right. Offensively. Going Kate Stover, man. I I like it. I feel like we have to give one to Marv, too. You have to. Yeah. Easy. Easy. (laughs) My favorite play of the day was they designed like a route where I don't know what receiver it was because I was on the, like, he was on the far end. Um, one receiver went like long and then they ran like Marv, like a slight delay behind him. And then like a, kind of like a wheel type thing. And Marv caught it with no one around him for like 20 yards. And he got like 40, 50 yards off of it. And it was a nasty play. Well, what was his nickname from Gus Johnson? Maserati Uh, Marv. Maserati Marv. I, and I will say everyone's calling him Honda McCord, but like that's a that's a reliable car. It is a reliable car. That's that's yeah. like it's not pretty, but like it will get you to work and back from work and anywhere you need to go for the next twenty years. <laughs> Three hundred thousand miles. Absolutely. I will say the best thing I saw this weekend was a meme that I saw on Facebook that I sent to you that said, I would like to know where Joe Pye is. I would like to know where Joe Pye is right now. What he said about our team. But how about, I tell you what, he had a lot of fun on the Pat McAfee show. 
He did. Uh, uh, Ryan Day did. And I, kudos to Pat McAfee and making Desmond Howard uncomfortable this weekend on college game day. Should give a Buckeye leaf to Pat McAfee. I like it. Uh, who doesn't get the Buckeye leaf is the kid who kicked, tried to kick the field goal for game day. Be an athlete. Like, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh, you know who gets a Buckeye leaf? Who? The Big Ten. Oh, they do. They do. Kevin Warren would have never released a statement that quick. Just want to point mm-hmm. that out. No. So we all know it's no no best kept it's no it's the worst best kept secret right now. <laughs> the hammer is about to be dropped on Jim Harbaugh and University of Michigan. A lot of things are in motion. Uh we're gonna see what happens, man. Um I just got I just want to say, I know I said it pre-show, but they took away Reggie's Heisman for less. They really, really did. And and this this is like some Spygate level nonsense that they were. This is worse than Spygate. They were like sending multiples because they had they had multiple agents that they were going. That allegedly they bought tickets to the Ohio State Penn State game already in the guy's name after he's already been like the rumors have been out there. He already did it for that weekend. And I don't know if he pre- probably pre-bought them, but, but for both sidelines. So that implies that there's multiple actors. I think, I mean, I know Yoder trolls a lot and he, you know, he does a great job trolling. I I think Yoder might be the only one on Twitter that I don't get mad at for trolling. Just no, because it's funny. No, it's, it's funny. funny. It's funny when Yoder does it, when the Barstool Prez does when El, I love El Prez, but when he does it, it's so annoying. It's so fucking yeah. annoying. Like, and, I mean, I, like, I, I, I got to fly out and say, it. it's so annoying. Like, Yoder's cool. Like, it's just, I don't know. But I, I think there's a, but there's been a lot of Michigan fans after what the report today came. There's a lot of Michigan fans that went on to his post today and said, man, this does not look good for us. This does not look good for us. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, it's still a wait and see, but it definitely does not look good for Michigan. When the Big Ten gets involved, you know it's serious. But it's not even to, like, it's not even, like, against Ohio State, too. Like, Rutgers was complaining about it. Nebraska. Nebraska, Michigan State was worried. Michigan was see when it first came out, and Michigan State was the first school to come out with it. I thought, okay, they're really bad this year. They're getting ready to play Michigan. They're just complaining about something. And then the thing about Rutgers came out, and then the next morning, two more schools, which was Nebraska and Indiana, you're like, okay, this is more. And then Big Ten makes an official statement. The morning of game day, Saturday. <sighs> well, dude, look at the – so not even that, too. You can also look at the empirical data on this. It was – this is go traces back to 2021. In 2020, they were about to get can him. 2021, they have the – you know, they beat Ohio State. They go to the playoff. They have the Mr. Brightside game. And this is like – I hate that song because I now – 
I know. It, it, what I was thinking of the car today too, it's like that they ruined that song for me. And they're like, but the crazy thing is, like, I they played that in Ohio Stadium, literally again in the Michigan State game before that game, and everyone's singing to it. Now you can never play that song again. Um and but um like they're statistically better in the second half, though. It back to my point. They're statistically better in the second half during that span. Um, and the only teams they really have trouble with are the teams that they can't employ this technique against. So like the bowl teams against like Georgia and TCU, because you, you're not scouting like that ahead of time. And then uh, uh, also on Twitter just now, Cass, I wanted to bring this up because um, I'm just feeling feisty today. Um, Matt Van Bargen, he tweeted, rewatching a future, a future vacated SCUM victory, and here is Stallions calling our plays to Minter on a key third down last year with CJ, where CJ Stroud threw an out route that UM jumped, and like it's a clear picture and stuff. Um, like you gotta beg these questions, and there's already data now saying it was 30 games, um. 11 Big Ten teams over three seasons. So he was averaging literally 10 games. They were averaging 10 games a season. Um, that's an insane – like, think about how tired you are just being a regular guy going to all these games. Like, I'm exhausted after this week. They were going to 10 a season. Hmm. Yeah. While coaching and doing all the stuff on staff, it doesn't add up. It, it has to – there has to be multiple actors. It, it definitely has to be. And, and... – it's so crazy to think it's it, there's no way Harbaugh escapes this unless he Barstool just came out with something with that. It said again, Michigan against the spread Harbaugh 2015 to 2020 to 2020, 32, 38 and one against the spread since 2021, 23, 11 and two. It's just, it's all highly suspicious. And it's not Ohio State blowing the whistle. Yes, I'm being an asshole on Twitter, and I'm, like, having a blast with this, and, like, I'll take full responsibility for all the tweets and stuff I'm sending. It's mainly a joke, but, like, you have to, like, really look at this, I think. I think this is pretty pretty clear here. I think they just need to tie the money now with – um like the university, because like if it's getting expensed, let's say, um, by like Harbaugh or something, or he's expensing it to the university, the um Stallions was expensing it to the university on these trips, like they're all in on it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like <laughs> it it's just not a good look. It definitely is, and it doesn't look good for the Big Ten. But we'll see. We shall see. Um, I think what's going to happen is they might have to vacate some like random games. I think I think what will happen worst case like would be they would vacate maybe last year's games, like all of them maybe, but they would still keep like the bit like they would keep somehow they would somehow somehow keep like our game. You know, at the end of the day, well, they're going to vacate 11 games with the only games they're going to keep are the Ohio State wins just with our luck. You know, I could totally despite us. I honestly think they because a lot of even Stuart Mandel came out and there's a lot of schools in the Big Ten 
that are pushing for a postseason bowl ban this year, postseason ban this for this year. It would literally be like the 2012 Ohio State season. <laughs> like one of their best teams in a while. Can't go. To, can't go. Sorry. Um. I, well, it's also a scenario because now we beat Penn State. If that happens and we lose to Michigan, like we would, wouldn't we just go to the Big Ten championship even if we lost to them, which would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be the most Mickey Mouse way to get into the playoff. Dude, think about this. Michigan gets a bull band, they go undefeated, and they're sitting at home watching Ohio State win the Big Ten Championship and winning the college football playoffs. That would be so funny. That would be the funniest thing at like we, oh, it'd now, be like it would be like me. It was like me in twenty the twenty twenty one season to Browns fans, where they beat they swept us, they beat us two zero. They didn't make the playoffs. We went to the Super Bowl, even though we lost to the Super Bowl. We, we won the division and went to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. No, that's a phenomenal feeling. I mean, but, I, but there's a still part of me, even with the bull band, like, doesn't matter. I still think the Buckeyes are beating Michigan. I just, there's that part. Like, I, I think we are too, because I, I honestly think that I truly believe if, if Penn State's healthy, I don't know the status of their guys. They took a lot. They took a lot of got injuries this week. Like Nebraska, uh, Indiana this week against Penn State, I think they'll absolutely cover. 30, it's 31 and a half. And I think just because Penn State, that this was a battle. Like I think we're going to be limping into Wisconsin a little bit too. Um, but uh, like I think when they play Michigan, they should be ready and hopefully mostly healthy. And I think they match up pretty well with Michigan. I really do. Yeah. I think I think because they can run it between the tackles. Penn State can. They can stop the run. I think they'll stop Michigan's run. Um, and it's really going to come down to like McCarthy versus Aller. But like then they have the whiteout in their favor and the home crowd. So I think I think it, the the difference I think out of all of them because they all have three great defenses is the best player in the country, Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> I, I think, too, with Michigan, I think they might drop the Penn State game. I really do because, one, James Franklin needs that win. Two, I think he's going to be better prepared. And three, I think Manny Diaz is going to dial some up. I really do. Um, they don't have they don't have Marvin Harrison. They got Roman Wilson, but they don't have the receivers to co- – to play against Penn State, and if they stop the run of Corman and Edwards, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Um, and that will be the interesting thing. Well, we no matter what, even if they lose to Penn State and we beat them, I we go to the Big Ten Championship, right? I'm not sure. I think it comes down to rank. It would come down to ranking, and I think we would have the tiebreaker anyways. Well, because we were, yeah, we would beat Penn State. We would have beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Penn State. Like, those are the better wins. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be definitely interesting to see, but I still think we'll beat Michigan. I, that's just me. I, I think Kyle Moore is going to continue to grow um, and stuff. I, I mean, I, but who, I'm not you know, who, Ford. Not at you all. Know, you know who's having a bad weekend? 
not the not the barstool sports owner, but big game boomer. Oh he, yeah, oh, he is God. a bad weekend. He's terrible at trolling. He's Jay trying to troll McCarthy number one in his Heisman poll. Are you kidding me, bro? <laughs> like he bro, has, watch he has he has that. He ranked Ohio State student section third behind Florida State and um um Florida State and someone else I saw. And I'm like, what are you doing, guy? And then he's just trying so hard. Like he's such a Michigan fanboy right now. And it's like Dude, you like, suck. Oklahoma just almost lost to UCF. Yeah, like he is – his takes have, are so bad. He's having the biggest L's. I think he's still butthurt because Kansas wouldn't let him have sideline passes. He put Bama too. That's – it was FSU 1, Bama 2, Ohio State 3. He wasn't obviously there or didn't watch the game. Because that crowd was loud. It was one of the loudest crowds I've ever been in. He put, let's see, as his bad ones. He put he put Mich- he put the Spartans fans at number three, the worst student sections. Yeah, I feel like they, they were bad. <laughs> I don't think they were that bad considering I mean they were in the beginning they were fine. It's yeah. They were they showed up and then the team didn't and then they all left. I think they they should they shouldn't be worst. I don't know. It's awesome. Right. Um, oh, last thing. Uh, I wish Ryan Day would freaking just kick a field goal sometimes. Um, I literally wanted to throw my like drink when he wouldn't kick the field goal on the fourth. Like, like, it, uh, and I think we're the only two Buckeye fans that were okay. Besides Blake, our bud, good buddy Blake. I think the three of us were the only ones that were okay with the Buckeyes taking a knee with 42 seconds left because. It was oh, a lose lose. It's a lose. It was a lose lose situation because Absolutely. if Ryan Day goes for it, we turn the ball over. They score. It's the worst call ever. Why didn't you just take a knee? Uh, yeah, no. And I was, and I, I wish he had that same mentality with the field goal. Like it's like just kick the field goal. It's not the worst thing that can happen. Like you're fine. And, and like with <laughs> the, the the knee, bro. Um, there was a guy next to me. Everyone was booing. Me and him were like, why is everyone booing? It's the right decision. It's this is a defensive game. Our defense is playing lights out. Like we we can play complimentary football, which is what I love about this team right now. Yep. I do too. The defense is so good. The offense is getting better once they get healthy. It's gonna be pretty darn good. It's gonna be it's gonna be real good. And what's gonna be real good this week? Uh, I know we got Wisconsin preview coming in a couple days, but road tripping this week and uh, we'll get into that next episode um we'll tell you everywhere where we're going um but Cass, that's all i got for tonight because it's about to kick us off you got anything else bud real quick rick flair posted a picture with uh jim harbaugh and i'm going to requote what i said I'm Jim Harbaugh, the khaki styling, profile of milk drinking, cheeseburger buying, sign stealing, booger eating, son of a gun. <laughs> stealing from Ric Flair's styling, profile, limousine riding, jet ride, flying, kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing, son of a gun. I love it. Go, Bucks. Woo!